You're listening to the Ultimate Road Trip Podcast. 2020 marks 70 years since the first Formula One Drivers' Championship was held. And at the beginning of the year, F1 was set to celebrate this milestone birthday. But at the start of March, of course, due to the pandemic, the FIA announced an initial two-month suspension of races, which was then extended until July the 5th, when the circus gathered for the Austrian Grand Prix, which, like most of the year's revised season, was held behind closed doors. Now, of course, not just F1, but all forms of motorsport from rally to superbikes, endurance to the new W Series were all affected by COVID. In fact, the W Series, which had its inaugural season in 2019, was cancelled completely. Now, if you're a driver already committed to weeks of travelling, testing and racing, and then that's abruptly pulled from under you, what do you do? Well, racing driver Abby Eaton, who joins me for this week's episode of the Ultimate Road Trip podcast, was in that exact predicament at the beginning of the year. But when COVID-19 put her career and her passion on hold, she decided she'd get in the driving seat of a rather different vehicle to keep her busy, which you'll hear about in a second. Now, if you're a fan of Amazon's The Grand Tour, you'll of course know Abby as being the official test driver for the second and third series, joining Clarkson, Hammond and May and having a thoroughly enjoyable time flinging all the latest supercars around the Ebola Drome in the UK and on a variety of roads and tracks abroad. She was taken on for the show as she was the fastest of all the drivers that tried out for the position, which isn't that surprising. She's been racing since she was 10. Coached by her father, racer Paul Eaton, initially in karts, her first series win was in 2009 in the production touring car championship in a Vauxhall Corsa. And then she went on to race in Mazda MX-5s, winning the Super Cup championship in 2014. 2015 was spent in the GT Cup driving a BMW M3, bagging one race win and nine podiums. And then the next year she raced a Maserati in the British GT championship, coming fourth overall. In the Blancpain Endurance Series in 2017, she became the first female driver to win one of the classes, driving a Ferrari 488. And since then, alongside her Grand Tour commitments, she's raced everything from Holden's, Alpine A110s and a Jaguar I-Pace in the E-Trophy Series, which supported Formula E. Abby was then named as one of the 20 drivers in the 2020 W Series, but this year she's only been to virtual tracks in the eSports Series. However, as you'll hear, she's continued her instructing through this year with some inspirational results and is now looking forward to next year's 2021 W Series, which, as F1 Managing Director Ross Braun has announced recently, will support a number of Formula One races and not just the US and Mexico Grand Prix. Abby told me that it will be her first time in single-seaters and she will surely be keen to build on the success of 2019 champion fellow Brit Jamie Chadwick and following the footsteps of all those female drivers in motorsport through the years, from Pat Moss and Michelle Mouton to Lella Lombardi, Desiree Wilson and Susie Wolfe, to name but a few. And as keen as I was to talk about her racing, instructing and the Grand Tour, we got on to her ultimate road trip, and I have to say, it's all good stuff, and you won't be surprised by the choice of tune. And I'm now joined by Abby from her home in Northampton via Skype because of uh, lockdown. And uh, Abby, thanks so much for joining me this evening. Thanks for your time. How's lockdown been for you? Because this year hasn't really turned out the way you were planning it last year, towards the end of last year. Yeah, it's been um, interesting, to say the least. Um, I mean, during lockdown, Mark 1, uh, I was doing delivery driving. Oh, right. Yeah. Um you know, I was kind of bored out my brain and thinking, how can I kind of get out of the house and make use of myself and also kind of bring some money in? So 
I was actually driving up to Scotland and back through the night uh, two or three times a week, which I take my hat off to shift workers because it is hard work. Yeah, but at least you're doing what you love and that's driving, although not quite in the vehicles that you're you've been used to over the past few years. Because of course you started out in carts and moved up to the MX five Supercup, which you won. And uh and of course last year you came out of the Grand Tour and then it was going to be all about the W series, wasn't it? Which we'll come back to in a second. But let's get on to the, the ultimate road trip, your ultimate road trip. Um, and I'm going to ask the first question, which is what would be the car you take on your ultimate road trip, the make, the model and the colour? It's such a difficult question. And um, whenever anyone asks me, you know, what was your favourite car from the Grand Tour? Or, you know, what is your favourite car? There are so many different cars that I love for different reasons. Yeah. But if it was for the ultimate road trip, I think... You know, being a little bit sensible as well, it's got to have a little bit of comfort element to it, as well as obviously some amazing performance. So the car that I've kind of um, done some recent work with and had the pleasure of driving is the Ferrari F8 Tributo. Um, so I think I would have to pick that. Okay. Um, you know, it's got the the performance of the Pista, um, but it has the comfort element of, of the GTB, the previous, um, the predecessor of the 488. Yeah. Um, and it would have to be in the classic Rosso Corsa red, of course. Of course, of course. You touch upon the fact you've driven cars, obviously, for the Grand Tour, because, yeah, you everything from AMG, GTRs to the Senna. But, of course, you had that Renault 9 in, was it Azerbaijan? Yeah. So uh, you've had quite a, a range of cars. But that Tributo, yeah, sounds perfect. It looks fantastic. I've seen, I've seen it in the flesh, and it is uh, a fabulous car. But why particular... Why particularly that model? If you could just reiterate that. So no, question two, why that particular Ferrari? Um, so I was lucky enough to fly out to um, Italy and actually drive this on Fiorano uh, race circuits. Oh, and wow. also we did a little road trip um, around the, the roads in Italy as well. So I kind of have first-hand experience of it and it is just a beautiful car. And you know, it's got 720 brake horsepower under your right foot when you want it, but the seats in it are super comfy. Um, you know, obviously as you, you touch there, it looks beautiful with the the S duct on the front from the Pista and the rear window with the Louvs from uh, or as a as a nod to the old F40. So yeah. I think it's something just a little bit special. Um, puts a smile on your face when you put your foot down, but also it, it doesn't give you backache after you've been in it for a couple of hours. So um, yeah, ticks all the boxes for me. Absolutely, that's important. Um, heading now on to question three which is a destination you've been around the world racing and obviously with the grand tour you've uh, you went to sweden you did that amazing race with uh, with mr clarkson you were in the 911 turbo weren't you and he was in a the lamborghini urus which looked fabulous uh, that must have been quite an experience up in sweden yeah do you know it's probably one of the best jobs that i've i've done um you know what's not to love sliding and drifting a, a car around you know a big ice track and um we won't mention the shape of course but... say, yeah yeah if you listeners if you've not seen it um if you you type into youtube or something um ice race or snow race with the grand tour <laughs> you'll you'll understand pretty quickly what i was driving around and it was uh, there was a lot of giggles involved um throughout that sheet but um yeah i think probably the ferrari out in sweden on those roads would be obviously a lot of fun but I think it would get a little bit tiresome um, yeah. having to 
um, keep it on the black stuff um, or the, the white stuff out there. So I think probably my destination or my kind of ultimate destination would be somewhere like Switzerland um, in the summertime. Yes. So we know how beautiful Switzerland is, um, you know, up through the, the mountains and, you know, the gorgeous views. I think it would be uh, an epic combination, really. You've driven there before, have you? Yeah, mainly to go skiing. So I haven't actually seen it um, properly in in the summertime, um, but lower down the mountain when obviously there isn't any snow, it is. Yeah, I think it's gorgeous out there. Well, that's a brilliant destination, especially in in that Ferrari. Um, On to question four and your passenger. Who would you pick to go on your trip and the uh, tributo to uh, Switzerland? Um, well, someone hopefully with some good music taste, um, because there's nothing worse than having a a DJ sat next to you that is just picking awful, awful music choices. So, um, yeah, hopefully someone with some good music taste. But I think probably, um, you know, you want to be entertained on your drive. And also, you know, after a while, you might want to swap places and feel comfortable in the passenger seat. So for that reason, I would probably have to pick Daniel Ricardo. Um Obviously, you know, he's well an F1 driver. Um, He's probably known as being a bit of a fan favourite because, you know, he's just full of, you know, banter and, um, you know, he's just a good giggle to be around, it looks like. So, um, yeah, I'd like to have him to be my passenger. And then when I can't be bothered to drive anymore, I'm in (laughs) safe hands. In good hands. Yeah, he always came across really well in the um, Netflix series on Formula One, of you know, the past couple of years. So, yeah, I'm not surprised you choose him as your yeah. as your co-pilot he just seems uh, really genuine um and yeah. you know he's he's obviously a little bit mischievous so he's probably got some some fun stories to tell as well so trap him in the car with me and um i'll get the stories out of him absolutely okay. i was going to quickly ask actually the grand tour do, do you ever have mr clarkson may or hammond in the passenger seat with you and what are they like as, as passengers when you're driving or uh, did that not really happen just trying to think i don't think it happened maybe actually no so <clears throat> i had to take them i had to take jeremy to location when we we're in sweden so from the hotel to where we we're filming yeah um yeah. he didn't grumble about anything so he seemed pretty happy as a i can't as imagine a... he would i once found myself we talk about skiing i was years ago uh i was a uh, ski guide going off piece off topic no pun intended um for martin brundle actually and i was the ski guy for him and uh, jonathan palmer and uh, and i remember driving him up the mountain uh, with the families in a in a, a peugeot uh, minibus and i was thinking yeah i'd rather be in the uh, passenger seat for that yeah. so <laughs> getting tips from uh, martin uh, driving up the mountain so anyway i digress slightly um on to question five now what would be one tune if you had to pick a tune uh, to start or end the trip or what's your favorite tune at the moment you see my kind of music taste is very like house music and dance music right uh, but i think when you're somewhere special like switzerland you've kind of got to have like a bit more of a like an anthem type thing um now the everyone knows um fleetwood mac the chain yes there's a lot of people that know it because they know Fleetwood Mac and then there's a lot of people that know it because of Formula One so that to me is an absolutely epic song but I feel like with it being in Formula One it's ruined it a little bit (laughs) Um, so I think I'd play it up until the point where the Formula One intro comes in and then I'd kind of 
I'd mute it for that bit and then I'd play it again after because it just yeah it just reminds me of Formula One too much now rather than the actual Wicked song. I get you. It, it's a song of two halves, isn't it? As you say, it completely changes gear. Again, no pun intended. Once it's uh, going into the the Formula One track, but it's a fabulous tune. Yeah. Uh, if we couldn't have that, then I would say any Queen song, um, because you cannot be Queen when you're on a road trip. No, absolutely not. That sounds brilliant, doesn't it? That your ultimate road trip. I mean, uh, it's always difficult to try and you know pick a car, especially having been you know the driver that you've been and the, the amount of cars that you've driven over the years uh so uh, abby that's fabulous ultimate road trip in the can thank you very much for that but just before we go i just wanted to quickly touch upon what you've been doing recently because obviously we know you as a driver a racer uh, uh you know the, the grand tour tester and also you're an instructor and can i just say what an amazing uh, results for one of your pupils, Neris Pierce, in the uh, uh, the team Brit race. At Silver, it was at Silverstone, wasn't it, at the beginning of October? Uh, you must have been really chuffed with uh, how she did in that race. Well, both of you. Yeah, yeah. Um, for those that don't know, Neris Pierce is um, paralysed from the chest down. So um, all the driving is done in uh, a car that's got hand controls. So uh, the throttle's on the back of the wheel and the brakes on the back of the wheel as well. So it's a bit of a paddle that you pull for that. Um, and uh, gears also on the, on the front of the wheel as well. So um, she was a complete novice and um, Team Brit kind of contacted me and, and basically asked if I wanted to get involved in, in coaching her through motorsport and yeah, just teaching her all there is to know, really. So um, obviously with COVID this year, the the kind of instruction side was a little bit on and off as and when we could do it. Sure, sure. Um, and then eventually we, we managed to get a um, race license. And um, her first race was at Silverstone about a month, month and a half ago. And uh, we qualified on pole and then uh, had two third position finishes. So yeah, fabulous yeah, result. successful start to her race career, which is you know awesome to be part of. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, your race career this year, you were doing the eSports W Series, but next year it's all about W Series. You said, I've seen you quoted to say that, you know, Grand Tour was great, but it was always about getting back into racing. So you must be, fingers crossed, that W Series gets off as it should have done at the beginning of this year. And of course, it's all being well. Ross Braun has said it's going to be following some more, all being well, some more of the uh, Formula One races as a as a, uh, as a partner race for F1. You must be looking forward to 2021. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know there's been a lot of hard work behind the scenes in you know, hoping that, that W Series is bigger and better in 2021. So I'm still waiting on news for that. So my, my fingers are crossed that it's going to be something pretty exciting. But you know, just to get back into a race car and, you know, having done very, very little in single seaters, you know, I've never actually done a single seater race in my entire life. So right. um, big, big learning curve for me next year um, will be good if we can obviously su- support the Formula One. Um, I think it was announced at the end uh, earlier this year that we were going to be doing the Mexico and, and Texas GP. Yeah. So hopefully they keep that in for 2021 again and yeah, hopefully I get some good results best of luck that's fingers crossed that it, it it you know kicks off as it should have done at the beginning of uh, this year and obviously you know looking forward to see you on that grid and great to chat to you about all your racing and instructing exploits and grand tour exploits so thanks again uh, for joining me this evening for your ultimate road trip cheers thanks james <laughs>